episode three. Yeah. Back at the Under Rug podcast. We are back in the dungeon. <laughs> um, feel good, man. Like I said, life is always good. God is good. Yeah. How you feeling over there, Corbin? I'm feeling good, man. I'm feeling good. We were just we we probably just we probably should have just recorded the last. We should we've been here for an hour. We probably yeah. should have just recorded yeah. the whole thing. Yeah. We're just gonna start wearing microphones. <laughs> <laughs> it should go that deep, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But life is good, man. Life is good for both of us. It's almost like uh, there's so many blessings. Sometimes you start to wonder when some shit's going to go down. You know what I mean? That's the scary point. Because you're like, ah, this roller coaster goes up and it also comes down at some point. Yeah. Uh, yeah but yeah. I think we're going to be blessed enough, at least when it does come down, it's going to come down with grace and it's going to come down with time. Yep. So we're going to, we have to worry that we don't have to control when it comes down. Yeah. You just or when it goes it. up. You yeah. Know? You just got to handle it, you know. Strong, got to be strong uh-huh. for everybody around. Uh-huh. Yeah, you start to wonder though sometimes. It's, it seems like when things uh, look out, when things are going as good as they are, shoot, we got. It seems like uh, I guess it was only probably a couple weeks. I can't remember if we if we talked about. I guess we probably wouldn't have on the last podcast really with some some updates on the house situation everything i don't know if we even brought that up but it's been a fast like a couple of weeks even since we uh even since we did that that last one i don't even remember but you've had some some big blessings come and for me just continues to be blessed to stay busy man plenty going on plenty going on yeah man because no, because at that time, we would just have probably, because it's been, what, probably like three weeks? Since last so. episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Three it weeks is. going on a month, maybe. Yeah. So yep. at that point, we were still looking. Our house search wasn't for long. No, I mean, that's the thing. It doesn't seem like it was even that long. I think it, after we got pre-approved, I think we found a house in like three weeks to a month. That's why. Um, we that's were out of town. I got a text message from... Uh, I mean, I'm a home inspector. I know hundreds, you know, hundreds of realtors. Um, one texted me. They knew I was looking for something off market. Said, man, I think this is the one for you. Send me the address. I mean, Mo, you know, we look at the photos. I'm like, ah, I'm not super excited about That's funny. this one. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know. You know, the pictures. Was, I'm like, okay, we'll see. We get there. Hundred, bro, three sixty. Um. I literally, how much time I spent in the house looking at it, I probably could have inspected it the first time I went to go see it. We were in that house. Bro, we were only supposed to be in there for 30 minutes. We stayed an hour, hour and a half. Bullshit you not. Like, (laughs) we didn't get home. Bro, the showing was at 6. I think we got to dinner between 7, 27, 30. So, I mean, we had to leave there at 7 or a little bit after. Yeah. Um, yeah, because the restaurant we went to was only like 15 minutes down the street. No, yeah. And we didn't get home until 9, 9.30 that night. Um, and it was like, man, that's, it, it was a little bit over our, not necessarily what we could afford, but what we wanted to spend. It right. was it's, it's a little bit over that, man. Right. Um, but when we when we went through, I'm like, it's a forever house. Yeah, yeah, we literally yeah. any any time we thinking about moving, 
we like, why are we gonna do that? We can add this, add this to here, do this to here, and just change. It's, it's, it's beyond much opportunity, um, and it just felt like home. And then after inspecting it, ain't ain't, ain't too much wrong with the house, man. Ain't, ain't too much wrong with it. So, um, I literally, so when I first found out that he he called me, I can when depending on the situation um, and who calling you. You can kind of feel whether if it's gonna be a good or a bad call. When yeah, he called yeah, me, man. I knew it was gonna be a good one. Yeah. And I went outside for a minute, man, and I literally cried for a second, let a few tears go, and it was it it was just crazy, bro. Um, because I knew this, it was meant for me, and, and for for us, you know, as a as a family, bro, and everything like that. So I think this situation solidified for me that you necessarily, when you worry, you kind of get in the way of what God is supposed to do for you. Mm. Um, and you have to be a, a humble and disciplined individual to do that. It's not easy. Yeah, that's true. Man. But if you, bro, that's how you control your life and your destiny. That's how you manifest. It's talking, doing, pouring into what you really believe in. So the house I ever could imagine, I always said I wanted a house with a pole barn, bro. I all like yeah, I always said like, <laughs> bro, I'm like this is nuts, bro. Yeah. This is nuts. So I'm like, and then we was talking about the equity situation. Like yeah. at bare minimum, yeah, it's gonna be ten or twenty just walking into sure it, which like it. which is very beyond damn comp. Barry, you're not gonna see it's it in this market, right not now. right now, insane, because man. if it's you know, so. Man, we waiting. They trying to have us closed before the end of the month. That would be amazing. Yeah. They said that latest May 12th. I would rather do the end of this month. Right. Get what I want done, need done to the property the first 10 days. You know, have people in and out. Now we can move the furniture in. Boom, boom, boom. We settled, you know, by the 15th. Now we got a couple more weeks. The baby going to be here. That that's the plan, and however, it, it, it's crazy, bro. Because just how I thought this year was gonna go, it's going exactly how I knew. Because my energy fit, it 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 fit my my energy. It, it, yeah. it fit it, yeah. it fit my motives. Mean. It fit everything I did waking up day to day, um, and it fit my mindset. Yeah, um, I think through life. That's the most important. That's the only thing you can control is your mindset. You can't really control too much else, but you can only control your mindset, meaning you can control whether if you're going to react to it, how much energy you're going to give it. Um, are you going to allow this to, you know, to make you or break you? You have all of those decisions. Um, and it's easy to just fall into it. Sure. Yeah. It's easy, bro. Yep, yep. I know too many people just fall into it and, they not able to do that spiritually. Yeah. So I have times people may even question my, my spirituality because I wasn't raised in the church or, you know, don't, you know, it wasn't big right. in the Bible and everything like that. I'm like, man, yeah. come on, bro. It's this, it's beyond the devil. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it's yeah. beyond the devil. So yeah. that's, yeah. that's the beauty of it, man. Um, of being able to share it. Like I said, bro, I'm, I'm excited for you to see it, bro. For us to have yeah. our spot, you know, kick it and, and do some special things, man. And like I said, even it's so the backyard is so huge. The front yard and backyard, we literally plan on having our like our reception and everything like that at the house. Man, that's amazing. So um Wow, why not? 
He answered. Yeah. He answered. People be worried about when blessings gonna happen. He literally <laughs> answered like ten. He answered ten things that we wanted and needed as a family. In one, in one viewing to go see a house. He literally yeah. checked ten boxes, bro. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, real fast. Come on, man. So, <laughs> but like you said, you do worry. Like, okay, these are the good things. Yeah. And I don't. I honestly, with with my mindset, I don't think the challenges and the times we go down are bad things. We need we need that stuff just as much as you need the good. That's true. So once you look at it like that, it's like, well, I'm ready for it. Yeah. Because yeah. if you stay prepared, whether if it's up or down, you are your mindset already there, and it's gonna be much easier. And you're probably not gonna have to go through it as long as you would have would have because you already prepared for it. That's true. That's true. That's true. But you have to be very intentional to do that as well. Yeah. But. It's funny you say that. It seemed like for me, like the stars have definitely aligned this year in exactly the way I thought they would too. It's very strange. I had to sit that situation where, you know, it, it's been a long, uh, not in a bad way or anything, but just a long, you know, it seems like it's hasn't been, but, uh, this whole situation with somebody kind of working for me has unfolded over the course of shit. I'm look, I was just looking back the other day. It's been since like f- about fall. I think of last, it was like November of last oh. year, you know? Oh. So it's almost, I mean, it's come, we're coming up on, on May here. It's already been some time and that time has just flown by. But like that whole situation was so interesting because I had, you know, this, uh, friend of a friend, who's now become a friend, you know, that works with me, who was, I, I still haven't even met. I don't, you know what I mean? We have, we, we talked about making some plans and everything, but, um, the friend who connected us, you know, he and I connected, uh, gosh, see if freaking forever ago, probably like six, seven years ago, maybe even more, um, we he and I met playing a Rainbow Six game online. We okay. became friends. There's, we met up a couple times now. We've been friends forever. He's a good friend of mine. I mean, we probably talk daily. Honest. I mean, we oh. we chat daily. We have, we have a whole little group text. Everything. We we all chat daily. But you know, he connected us, and so this guy, you know, that's working with me now, had just become a police officer. Uh, hated oh. it. You know, I know I I barely knew anything about this guy, but I knew that we vibe. You know what I mean? We were all we were all connecting, we were all clicking, and everything. He gave me a pretty good energy, and uh, you know, we had as we're you know as guys do, we're always like jabbing at each other and stuff like that. So he's you know he's a cop. We me and my buddy, other buddy that connected us, we work from home basically or whatever. Work out of our office, work on a computer. You know what I mean? So you can imagine the kind of cracks to go back and forth between all you know all three of us or whatever. He's hating on us for working at home. We're, we're making fun of him for not being able to. You know what I mean? So at some point, you know, over the last year, you know, he 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 made some comment about man. Maybe I maybe I should start making websites or something. You know what I mean? That to me, you know, I kind of we just laughed it off or whatever. But I think I kind of tucked that away or whatever. And, and knowing his situation, like because he's talking to us every day too, uh-huh. um, you know, just kind of seeing how he just became a cop. Uh-huh. It just every day more and more. It just sucks. He just hates it, you know. Which I'm like, I, to me, I think, duh. You know, I don't know why anybody wants to do that, but I'm thankful for it. You know what I mean? But I'm just thinking, yeah, duh. You know, 
like, of course it does. But he hates it, man. And then come to find out he's only getting paid $1,300 or something every two weeks. I mean, you guys are like 40, 40 a year or something like that to be a cop, bro. I mean. I don't know if that's 40, bro. It's, that's it's, only 2600 yeah, a month. It's. You yeah, do 26, 26 times 12. 12. Uh, 2 times 12, 24. You might be right. It might be close to like 36 or something well, like that's that. That's less than 36. Yeah, it that's might like, be. That's like 30 or lower. Yeah. Yeah, I say that right. Work, for when I was for GRPS, bro, at the end of the year, yeah, you probably right. bro, and that was after that was like before taxes. Yeah, I was gonna say I don't know how much is coming out of taxes, but even if it was three, then it would be. He's in Florida, so he getting a little bit of break because they don't have state tax. I don't believe in Florida. I don't know about that, but and it's also not. I don't think terribly expensive to live in Florida. Oh. So I mean, it'll get you a little further, but yeah, just kind of it was just interesting to see that situation unfold, and he had almost kind of planted that seed in jest about you know uh, doing something like that. But, you know, just over the course of time and kind of see he's telling us all these crazy stories about shit he's already been through and, Mm -hmm. you know, just talking about it in a way where we can just tell this is not for this guy. You know what I mean? (laughs) So as as you know, even though we're uh, giving each other shit all the time, I mean, we care about each other. So after a while, we're kind of like, all right, man, it might be you might want to think about figuring something else out because it seems like it's really like, can you see yourself doing this? 10 years, 15 years, 20 years. You're talking about a whole lifetime, man. He's telling us about how um, he talked to his, he, I don't remember what it stood for, but he called it FTO. Basically sounded like a supervisor of some sort or some somewhere in the chain of command. He said he talked to this guy and this guy had been in the force 14 years. He was making a couple bucks more an hour, bro. You know, and we're like, and we kind of, you know, put the put the jokes aside for a minute. We're like, are you serious? Like, is this? I mean, are you really so passionate about being a police officer that that's what you want to do? Because if that's the case, don't let anybody tell you otherwise. But like, it sounds like you hate it, bro. (laughs) You know what I mean? It sounds like you absolutely hate it, and you should figure something else out. And then he kind of started. you know, I think, you know how sometimes I think men especially do this a hundred percent where like, I don't, maybe not all, but I think just in general, it's kind of a trait. Sometimes it's a flaw, but sometimes it's a strength, but we don't necessarily talk about things if it's bothering us because sometimes once you open that, uh, box, so to speak, there's no closing it. The Pandora's box, you know, once you start shit talking about something that you're not happy with, it's hard to turn back from that. You know what I mean? I think we kind of do that sometimes where like something might be getting you on edge, but you just don't talk about it right away. Why That's do you think that is? Though? I don't know why. I think sometimes like, I think men, I think it's a good trait sometimes. I think sometimes like not shit is just shit just sucks sometimes you know and sometimes you should just grit and bear it get through and shut the hell up you know and like there's strength in that but sometimes it's a flaw because like if it's you can sometimes you need to talk about it you know what i mean so i think there's a balance with it and i think he struck a good one where like for a little while he was kind of trying to just see if he could man up see how he felt about it you know what i mean but after a while realized there's no reason to man up you just hate it and this is the rest of your life you know what i mean so he kind of got a little more vulnerable, start talking about or whatever, kind of express how he felt. And I started thinking about it and just like, you know, are you, are you serious about doing something else? Cause I'm like, you know, I'm starting to think about it. I'm like, I, I, I could, I had already started, you know, we had yeah. talked about looking for somebody, how I was going to find somebody and I don't have any idea. So I started thinking like, 
would it be so bad if I had somebody who had no clue what they were doing? Mm-hmm. Not necessarily, because I don't, you know what I mean? I've done this a long time, but I started from nothing. So mm-hmm. maybe it would be fine to have somebody who's, I, I could tell that he was a super intelligent guy. And that's one reason that they didn't even really, this is going to sound like a jab at cops. I don't necessarily mean this, but like he he just almost seemed like too too wise, too intelligent. To, for that necessarily to be his role forever. You know what I mean? I'm he sorry. seems like a smart guy. So I'm like, maybe he could pick it up. Maybe I could teach him some things. Maybe he could actually be the guy to help me I'm out, sorry. you know? And then all, and then it just, once I kind of started thinking about it and we kind of started piecing it together, ever since then, everything has just fallen together. I had that opportunity where I was doing some work. I got offered a job. Mm-hmm. I had to take that job. I was on the fence about whether or not I was even going to do side business because mm-hmm. it was just take so much of my time. So now I got to make a decision. He's kind of right in front of me. He's actually kind of serious about the thing. <laughs> you know what I mean, and you know, it's either that or find somebody new or just give it up. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And, uh, everything just kind of started. I'm like, I got all this work that I basically am going to have to tell these guys I can't do. Yes, like, could I teach this guy how to do it? Even though he doesn't have any clue. I'm like, yeah, he's a smart guy. You know, yep. <laughs> he just, yep. he's like monkey see monkey do. That's how men are too. You know yep. what I mean? He's just like, show me, you know, I'll yep. figure it out kind of yep. thing. And he, he has over the past few months, like he's gotten better with it. Uh, we've knocked a bunch of those, you know, dealer pages out that we do in the summer will probably be for a couple months. Like he's, he's done over a hundred of them at this point. I mean, he's pretty much literally knocked out every manufacturer they have Ford, Chevy, Kia, you know, they, a whole list of them, uh, all the pages for next year are pretty much done. So we'll have this whole summer to actually do some other things too. And I've been able to just basically funnel him that money uh, pay him to help me do some other stuff. It's completely changed his life. Yep. He's no longer a cop. He <laughs> works maybe four or five hours a day. He's been able to get back to the gym yep. and everything like that. And for me, it's just like, I haven't even fully processed it. I don't think to be honest with you that I'm, you know, I'm paying out that amount of money uh-huh. and doing all this business. Uh-huh. It's just, uh-huh. it's almost like on the side, but it's like, everything is just gone. Exactly. I almost took a gamble. You know, I was a little worried cause I'm like, what if something happens? I don't want to tell this guy to just quit <laughs> quit being a cop just because I, you know, I'm not trying to manifest yep. that. I want to make sure it's something that he actually wants to do. Uh-huh. And I want to, you know, I don't want to have a situation where he does that and two months later something falls through, but nothing, you know, we took a little bit of a leap and a little gamble, but all the stars have just stayed aligned. It's just uh-huh. been the, the most perfect. It's exactly how I'd hoped and thought and tried to manifest to happen from November last year. You know what I mean? I thought this is exactly how I see this happening. He's probably going to do this much per week. It's probably going to amount to this much per month. It's probably going to last us until this time. Then we're going to have a summer to do something that I should probably have him work with me on building the business so that when the time comes back around to when these model pages come back, he can do those, get his money and we can just keep perpetuating that into letting him get his money and also kind of moving towards building the business that I just couldn't do by myself. You know what I mean? So, and, uh, for a little while I was like, man, I, I'm just waiting for something to go wrong, but like everything's been gravy. <laughs> it's been great. So knock on wood. <laughs> no, man, a- a- you deserve it, bro. And everything's going to continue to, to go well for you. I honestly, that was to Mo, And I think to my little brother, CJ, I said, man, I don't know how, when Corbin sleeps, because I remember you was telling me your schedule. I'm like, man, he wakes up three to four days a week early, like at six o'clock to yep. be at the gym. 
Yeah. I said, you know, and then I know you pretty much, what, eight to four, eight to five? Pretty much eight to five, yeah. And then I'm like, he still works Chandler Inspections. She still has an abundance of side jobs. I'm yep. like... When the hell does Corbin sleep? Yeah, I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, I told him, I said, man, he, he literally is living the life of uh, like a Jordan or Kobe <laughs> when they're playing during their, like a basketball season. Yeah, good things come out of that, you know what I'm saying? It has, so, man. so, it has. It so has. that's the blessing in it, bro. And yeah. I remember, so I'm surprised that you said it was only. Since November or October of last year, I feel like it's been longer than that. I felt like it too, but I was just I, like I was just looking so, the other day because I don't know something came up where I went back and saw some of the first of those pages he had done for me that we had. I think it might have started trickling around okay. October because I, I think what had happened was he um, he was he had like an end date. He eventually got to a point where he was like, I'm quitting. I'm actually putting in my notice. Oh. It was like, uh, I think it might've even been longer than two weeks. It might've been three or four or something like that, oh. that he ended up getting. So he was kind of there. And then I, I kind of already had this work for him. So he wasn't doing a ton up front, but just enough, you know, and I was kind of chipping away at him too. Cause these guys had sort of a minimum expectation. Yes, so sir. we were kind of, we were kind of starting it. Probably I would say, well, it couldn't have been any earlier than September or October because I know that he quit in November and then as a cop. And then I looked um, at some of the pages he had did the other day because I had to get one of them for the people we give them to. And it was like mid-November or something. So it was one of the first ones yes, that, that he had really done. So, yeah, it does kind of feel like longer. But at the same time, I also can't believe it's been almost half a damn year you yes, know sir. it's act, it's just crazy so and every and after all that time you know uh pretty much exactly how i predicted it, it's exactly how it's gone and both both you know uh credit to him too uh he's it's been great i know he appreciates mm -hmm. it he's been great at it he's been um you know putting in exactly the amount of effort he needs to he's got a desire to try and get better he's excited for the prospect of uh learning more because a lot of what we're doing is like um it's just it is pretty simple it's kind of cut and paste simple it's not the most exciting work oh, but for him it's like i mean he was pulling crackheads out of a ditch six <laughs> months ago <you laughs> know what I'm for, for less you know what I mean? <laughs> like i'm paying him more than that you know what i mean <laughs> damn when you say it like that that's pretty fucked up <laughs> it's crazy bro that's the conversations we had with him for months because i'm like Crackheads out of a ditch. Straight up. He had the craziest stories, bro. And I mean, just right into it. Like, you don't ease into it as a cop as soon as you... <laughs> you know what I mean? First day on the job. Yo, it's, it's, you just never know <laughs> what's going to happen. So, I wow. mean, there'll be times... Because we all we play games and shit together. So, we'll we'll be at home sitting on uh, our, our little app, uh, Discord, just, you know, with our headphones on or whatever, playing games. <laughs> and me and my boy Kevin that connected us in the first place would be sitting there and he'd pop in, doo -doo, you know, and be like, what's up, Santi? How your day going? He'd be just telling us the craziest. we just go silent. I know me and Kevin both sitting there going, uh, <laughs> he'd just be telling us some shit that sounds like it's coming out of a movie, bro. Crazy, yeah. And I'm, and just like, and I got a lot of respect for people to do that. And just to hear that that's even like, I, it just never even occurred to me. Oh. I just assumed, I guess that as a cop, you know, and cause we were looking for him too. After at first we we're like, Hey man, if you feel passionate about being a cop, that's fantastic. Maybe you should go be a cop somewhere else. Cause as oh. we're looking around, 
my buddy Kevin is in Chicago area. He's a little north of Chicago. It's, it's more of like a suburb kind of nice area. Uh, he he was looking in his area for open positions as a cop just to see what they're paying. It was like 80. So, you know, we're like, dude, if you really want to do that, you should just seriously consider moving, which was tough for him. He's got a, a house in Florida or whatever. So he's yeah. got some shit established. You know, he's got friends, family, yeah. whatever. So I get that. But as we're looking around, for whatever reason, it seems like just that, whether it's that particular area in Florida or just Florida in general, they're just not paying cops very well, which is unfortunate. But oh, wow. I feel like it should be a baseline. cops made at least like 50000 That's what I thought. I, it blew me away to hear that he was only making that Any much. Any cop I know at bare minimum makes That's what I thought. I think that's about what it is around here. I think that's and probably the what they start benefits are here. usually good. And when you, if right. you get there enough and work your way up, you can be making like seventy. That's what I thought. To $80,000. Yeah. Sounds like not, not in Daytona Beach, Florida. <laughs> that's what it sounds Damn, like. They you do know? not value cops. You know. Wow. No. You know, and I think he just, you know, maybe that's he could crazy. have. Maybe he could have got used to it. You know, if he had a mate, and that's what we're trying to tell him is like, bro, maybe you should hurry up and just, you know, see if you can get somewhere where you can maybe feel a little bit better about what you're doing. If you're getting paid three times as much or whatever, it might be a safer area. You might feel better. It might be a safer area. You might not run as much shit, but I just think that, uh, truthfully, you know, at the end of the day, it wasn't. It wasn't a fit for him. And getting to know him, I can see that. It's not that he wasn't, you know, tough enough to handle it. He's definitely tough enough to handle it. But he just didn't feel like dealing with the bullshit. That's a lot of bullshit. (laughs) It's a lot of bullshit, man. Yeah, and I just, I, I know that I couldn't do it. It would make me... I guess that's not true. I think I could do it. I just think that I would be absolutely miserable. And I, you know, I've done roles much less uh, crazy than being a police officer and hated my life. So I can't imagine how much I hate my life doing something like that, bro. You know, and it's funny because uh, my buddy that connected us, Kevin, he was in a similar position five, six years ago. I remember him coming to me talking about how. He was gonna. He was trying to become a nurse or something like that. But I think, but like, okay. as a part of that process, he had to work uh, EMT, which was like, like an ambulance, or or in the hospital, uh, like like being the receiving like sometimes. The emergency. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. And um, he was miserable. He just there was just so much. He saw so much terror. You know, kids dying and shit. Or or mm-hmm. like you know he. I know he remembers like. Uh, going to resuscitate a kid and not making it, you know, the kid not making it or whatever. So I remember him coming to me and just saying, man, I don't know. And I said, I think you would know if it was, you know, if you, if the passion that you felt for the role ahead was higher than the pain that you feel for sticking around, you would know that you should stick around. And some people, you know, uh, bless their heart are just, are, that's what they're made for they really feel that way you know and thank god for that because what the hell would we do without them but i was just like man it sounds clear to me like this is not this is not your role this is not something you need to be uh pushing your way into you know what i mean so and he did he's in insurance now he's he's not doing that so having come from that angle especially with our boy santi here now he was we were like he you know, we already had a situation where it's like, hey, it's okay, man. Oh. <laughs> like, And that sucks because you spend a lot of time, you know, he spent a lot of time uh, becoming a police officer. There's a lot involved in that, you yes, know. Sir. So that sucks to have to give that up. But much rather give that up, you know, in your early 30s and transition to something else 
than to do it for 10 years, be miserable as shit, and then have to do it. Agreed. <laughs> you know what Agreed. I mean? So I'm, I'm thankful for that. I know he's thankful for that. It's just been such a blessing, man. It's so crazy. I'm, I'm excited for both of us this year, man. It's going to be a hell of a year. And we've had some good years up until this point, yeah. but it just seems like this is like take all last three years. And take off. <laughs> Just throw them together, man. This one is really the trajectory is like straight up. Yep. <laughs> this one, man, everything's falling together. I'm hoping to be in the same position. Maybe by the end of the year, start looking for a house too. Yes, I'm definitely inspired by your situation. I'm definitely gonna be looking off market. I'm gonna get my license out. So yep. we'll see what happens. Yep. You know, we'll see what happens. It's gonna happen, Captain. Yeah, yeah. Sure, it man. feels like it, man. Everything's feeling good. And like you said, something you know, shit hits the fan. I'll be prepared for it. Nope. It'll be all right, you nope. know. But I think everything's man. going good, man. Everything's going good. No, no doubt about that, bro. No doubt about that at all, man. Yep. Got a baby shower coming up real fast. Baby shower next week. That's next weekend. Um Yep. I gotta go get the meat. I got some of the meat today for it. I got to get the rest tomorrow and Saturday. Um, most likely Saturday now. Saturday morning, I'm because you know, we get the meat from the farm and everything oh, yeah. like that. So I'm going to have to go up there Saturday morning, get the rest of that, be all set. Um, we are actually going, they got like a line dance and thing tomorrow oh, at yeah. the place we're having our baby shower at next week. Oh, wow. Um, so. We're going to go there, finalize, refinalize just how we want everything, making sure they got all the dishes that we need. Nice. Um, and then from there, make it happen. Got a few friends coming in from Detroit, so super nice. excited about that. Nice. Um, pretty much anybody that was my family at fairs pretty much are going to be there. But nice. it was three main people that when I first got there who super connected with me and my first two years. If it wasn't for them, I don't know. I would have stayed, but I wouldn't have had the time I had. Nice. I would not have had the stability, the love, and respect that I, that I felt. Um, and like I said, when I first got there, I was a freshman. They were juniors, seniors, you know, on their okay. way out nice. um, and everything. So one of them was my old roommate. The other one, um, I met him in math class, but <laughs> we end up. Um, that's when we used to have a distribution company um, and everything like that. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, it, it's, yeah. man, it's all funny and love, man. And yeah. then um, Nicole was more, I met her as like a mentor. I think that's what she pretty much got introduced to me for, you know, just to kind of be on campus. But okay. um, she introduced me to Black and um it was a brother and sister relationship from there. And then Dre and Mike remain brothers at the Ferris. So looking forward to seeing them. Um, they, we probably end up doing something afterwards. Sean and Sean and Julia be down. Oh, cool. So looking forward to oh, seeing nice. them. Yeah. Um, they're in New York right now. I think they should be back. Wow. I think they, he told me he was super excited. So that's cool. They're just taking um, a trip. Vacation, yeah, you know, man. Sean and Julie, man. When I say they live their best lives, bro, they live their best. Say, I feel like they take lives. a fair amount of vacations. That's good for them, man. Sean is our relationship is very close to our relationship. Yeah. To yeah. to be honest, bro, I met Sean out of nowhere. Um, and from the first time I walked in their door, they treated me like family. Yeah, like, they're super nice. It was crazy. So, 
And then it was weird because at the end of the training, he was like, I didn't want to be super weird, but he was like, do you smoke weed? I'm like, yeah, I got like, I got a half a blunt rest in the car. Like, I'm on my way back home. He's like, well, man, we can we can smoke some pot before you head, before you head home. <laughs> yeah, bro. That's funny. Had just ate dinner. Julie, Sean could cook their asses off. Hell yeah. Um, like Julie, I believe her background is hospitality. Mm, so fun. she, man, that it, it, it definitely... Fits her. She makes the best charcuterie boards. Oh, okay. Very, very good, man, and everything wow. like that. So I'm just looking forward to being around a lot of people that love us. Yeah. Um, seeing a lot of old friends and, and everything like that, man, and everything. So, but no, man, everything's going to continue to go well. Um, I'm excited about the next month. It's, a, like I said, a lot of major things going on with the house, the baby, um, and everything like that. Um, me and Mo was joking, but at the same time, it's like a serious. So I'm very like gooey when it comes to that blood and all of that stuff. So she was like, man, where are you going to be when the baby? I'm like, obviously, <laughs> I'm going to be in the room, but I'm like, I don't know if I can be down low. I plan yeah, on cutting the umbilical cord. But other than that, if I go down there bro, and see too. something, I literally... I know me, I probably would faint. I might too. I'm not real big on that either. I'm not necessarily the the biggest man when it comes to any of that. I'll admit it. That's something I probably need to work on. You know, <laughs> things like, especially you probably do too, because especially having kids and shit, man. Oh man. <laughs> I mean, I don't mind. I changed diapers as a, you know, what I'm saying. I, yeah. I was a, you know, big brother growing up, but yeah. other than that, like, I'm talking like blood yeah. and like hospitals already. Yeah. Anytime I got to get blood drawn or yeah. shot, my body automatically feel different. I feel that. like so. I know. I get. I get so anxious. I don't know uh, why either. Because uh, nothing's ever really gone wrong. Uh, but I feel I do get a little lightheaded when I yeah. do get blood drawn, and when I'm ever getting a shot, I turn my head. Yeah. And I switch the whole conversation. <laughs> we be talking about the. I don't know basketball, football, something. We we ain't talking about nothing that's going on in this room. I feel a little poke and, and keep on going, but it's the um, feeling, not the pain. Yeah. It's the feeling. I don't. The pain is, I've learned is is it's fine. It's the feeling. It's the fact that I can feel. Have you ever had a bad, uh, just a bad cut, like uh, from a I don't know. Anything I think really? the worst thing I ever had. I mean, I didn't had a bad cut. But when you say bad, I like had to go to the hospital bad for it? No, not even necessarily. No, just just enough to where you're like, even if you're like, that could have been bad. You know what I mean? Like I've had a few times. I worked in kitchens. I had. I remember one time almost almost probably cutting my, the tip of oh, my fucking finger shit. off. Because, you know, you know what I mean? It's like, and for how many times you be cutting something, I guess... You gotta be the very more you do careful with that shit, bro. Bound to more, it's more likely to happen, you know uh -huh. what I mean? But, like, yeah, you get a little confident and shit in the kitchen. And I remember, you know, I used to do cooking and prep work. And this, when you cut with them big knives, you know, you start getting, you, you're going down, that sort of thing. And there's, I remember one time coming down on my thumb, and it's like, it's, it's so not the pain. It's just the fact that I can feel every part oh, of that going wow. in there. And you just, you're, it's so crazy how fast our brains wow. are to where you, um, without even knowing what happened, you know what happened. Yeah. You know what I mean? The response is just immediately like pull up. I'm done. What did I just do? You know, you look down kind of like, oh, my God, please tell me I didn't just lose. <laughs> 
<laughs> be thumbless for the rest of your life. Yeah, Damn. Exactly. And it might not even be that bad. I've done that a couple times and I've had like a man, it's always the thumb. I had um one time just opening a damn soup can when I was a kid. Kind of slipped. Yeah. Just my hand gotta be slipped, careful with that shit and too. The, bro. And that went in there pretty far. And I've had uh I had one time, I think my it's uh it's uh my my left thumb. I have a scar right there. I was uh taking a bulb out of one of my car, uh one of the turn signal bulbs or whatever, and that son of a bitch was like it got too hot somehow, like the, the cable burned, was bad. I've been burned worse than I've probably been cut. Really? Yeah. I've been burned worse than Burning I've been Burning is the pain. That's straight up. That shit's Bro, straight up hurt. You that shit like one time this worst. was probably last year, November. I turned the gas off to a fireplace and my ass, without even thinking, oh. accidentally picked up a pe- the piece of the wood. Oh, oh, oh. And right when I touched, I said, damn, what yep. the, like, B, what is you doing? Yep. And my hand felt fucking terrible yeah. for a few days. For sure. Um, burnt. The worst. I can only imagine. For real. Literally get like, that shit literally, bro, is like cooking you. Yeah. Like yeah. literally, bro, that shit is scalding yeah. you. So, yeah. Um, that's yeah. the worst. I've only had little ones, and that's all it takes. Just like like you said, little hand uh-huh. burns, whatever. Same thing cooking. You know, sometimes uh-huh. you just end up touching uh-huh. something too hot or whatever. Uh-huh. I've had little little shit like that. I cannot imagine. I would definitely rather probably be have a cut because it's quick, and then it's like it, it definitely stings a little bit, but not like burning, man. Burning of burning of, burning hurts the same until <laughs> it's gone. You know what I mean? Like it, if it's a couple days, it's the same pain. Two days later, if it's still there, it's the same damn pain. It's just like it does not go away. That shit sucks. That shit sucks. I I got a question for us, bro. What out of the four to five years of our entrepreneur journey and really finding what we like and what we love to do and what we thrive in, what would you say has been the most challenging part for you during that process just on the just on the journey kind of so far in terms yeah, of uh, like whether like if it was just business. a general if it was a moment if it was a day a week a phase if it was something like what was we all have those moments what moment was it for you to where it, it, it was life-changing or Hmm. just something that really struck you. And it could be for the good. It can be for good or bad. Like I said, I don't necessarily consider always bad is, is more so with the mindset, but something that was beyond challenging for you. I think I was a couple things come to mind. I would say, you know, in, uh, around when we first met, you know, I it wasn't long after I became a realtor that we first met. And oh. I kind of got into the real estate thing because, you know, I had worked um, like food and retail for most of my life. I, I met somebody who kind of talked to me about a referral program in real estate. I wasn't real interested in that. Um, that was basically where they were just trying to get me to kind of get my real estate license and then put it in kind of like an escrow like mine is now. And then you can like be a referral agent where you can just send referrals. So he's just kind of talking to me about that. I wasn't really interested in it. Just seemed like a lot of work for, you know, I wasn't going to pursue that. Um, but I connected with this guy that kind of was, um, 
in retail, like in my retail setting, I met with this guy who kind of talked about that. I wasn't really interested, but we stayed connected. And then not too long after that, he hit me up because he was, he had just recently become a licensed agent and the brokerage that he worked for, which was the brokerage I think I was at when we first met, um, he had been working for them as like their tech assistant while he got licensed. They paid for him to get licensed. And so basically he, they were reaching out to me, uh, because he was moving on from that position. He had got busy enough with his real estate that he didn't have time to be a tech guy. So they basically were looking for somebody to kind of take that same opportunity. And I thought that was interesting. Like it was, it seemed like a a sign of some sort, you know, and the stars were kind of aligned in the end where I was like, well, shit, if I, if I quit my normal job, I got this going on, I'm going to make a little money here. I started to kind of have different, smaller revenue streams oh. that would at least kind of replace what I, you know, most of what I had there. So I kind of took a, I took a gamble on myself in some regards. I actually even took some money. Uh, I like borrowed some money so that I could just get the hell out and kind of have some, um, you know, have some padding and basically get into the real estate thing. I knew I wasn't going to make any money in real estate anytime soon because it was a process or whatever. So in some ways, I kind of with the real estate thing, I took a gamble and I don't necessarily regret any of that. But um, what I learned in doing the real estate pretty early on was that it just wasn't for me. The whole real estate thing just in general was not for me. And I think the uh, that was a big part in kind of... Uh, both being a reminder and just a lesson to me that I, even though I get along well with everybody and I tend to be a people person and even a people pleaser, I don't have any desire to work that closely with people as a regular, (laughs) you know what I mean? Like as a regular job necessarily. And I think I kind of, in some ways, uh, you know, I, I like my, my role has always been behind a computer. You know what I mean? I've been, I've been, I, w- I made my first website when I was like 13 or 14. I was just always behind a computer screen. I've always been doing stuff on a computer. But I kind of always just thought that there was enough people like that, like that that was just going to be an industry that would be oversaturated, you know, when I was younger and everything. So I didn't necessarily think that I could use that as a primary uh, source of income without going to work for somebody, which come full circle you know what i mean (laughs) but anyways that that was tough because i both kind of like it was it was a little humbling in some ways because when i i first started all that i was like i was really taking a bet on myself and uh for the most part it kind of worked out but my trajectory was a little off uh in you know how much i was making how much i was gonna make and then and then the covid thing kind of hit and i wasn't necessarily ready for that either and I made the mistake of that's that's what came to mind first was like that was probably the most challenging time was when that when that COVID lockdown hit because to be honest with you I had way too much fun when that when we couldn't when we couldn't do nothing and I think I was already kind of jaded on the real estate thing you know what I mean (laughs) I was a little jaded on it and things hadn't gone exactly how I'd hoped I didn't love it you know, th- it was just kind of weird. I was still happy to not have a full-time job and I was still happy to have replaced a lot of that income and everything, but I hadn't actually got anywhere. I hadn't moved up. I had only moved straight. You know what yes, I mean? Yes, like kind of in a straight line, if that, you know? So like, and then when that time hit and, and we were just getting paid because as a realtor, we fell into that category where, you know, legally we actually couldn't really do a whole lot. So, uh, you know, I, I basically just sat, I made the mistake of, 
doing nothing like a lot of people did mm-hmm. but the problem was i enjoyed the shit out of it that's why i didn't do anything bro they were basically playing they were paying us to play like call of duty is how we were looking at it mm-hmm. <laughs> pretty much <laughs> so I, that was a mistake and then and that wasn't challenging at that time but looking back at it i wasted time i could have spent honestly that was a good shit six to eight months i feel like at least i mean that whole year was messed up honestly Pretty you know much. what i mean that whole year was kind of messed up and that that even though it wasn't challenging at that time looking back at it i messed up because i there's there's a lot i could have been doing i could have been taking that money and doing something instead i took that money and just sat on my ass and had a good time and uh that was a mistake because it just it just kind of delayed you know the inevitable in some sense because now here i am working at it anyways but i should have just i should be a year ahead in some sense you know what i mean but I made that mistake and that was, but I, you know, I took something from it. I definitely can look back and recognize it and go, no, not again. I would never do something like that again. Like I just, you know, we can earn that. You know what I mean? We can earn that opportunity to have that freedom and flexibility. But like I made the mistake of thinking, ah, you know, I've already kind of made it in some sense. I don't have a regular job. I'm making my own money. I was making shit. (laughs) I didn't have any, you know, I didn't have any base of income. I didn't have any, I just had little side projects here and there and a damn government paycheck for six months or whatever, you know, and that was just, that was stupid. So it kind of looking back now, it, it became challenging because then once that was done, I kind of decided I was done with real estate and now I had wasted all this time. I almost kind of had to rebuild and kind of start focusing more on something else because I had just spent a year before that doing the real estate stuff, kind of thinking that that would be something I could pursue. Cause I see what they're, what these realtors were making Uh and I saw what they're doing and I'm like, yeah, I could do it. And I did have five or six transactions that all went pretty damn well for the most part. And I didn't hate that, but I just, there's just, you know, it occurred to me that like, if I really wanted to take that seriously and I don't necessarily do anything without kind of getting full into it, you know That's what something. I mean? I, and I realize that what that looks like is just a lot of bullshit is what it seems like to me. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of people pleasing, a lot of bullshit and a lot of boot licking, <laughs> a lot of, you know, what I mean? <laughs> and I'm like, that's what the hell I got out of a regular <laughs> job for. You know what I mean? I'm not necessarily trying to. I don't know. They just weren't my people. No disrespect to anybody, but they no. just they just weren't my people, and it just wasn't my thing, you know. And uh, I can definitely reinforce that now by you know being where I'm at now, doing what I'm doing now. I love it. I definitely feel better about getting up in the morning and everything. But that was tough because I just wish I had uh, spent that time putting something in place or planning or just doing something that would no. have at least put me a little ahead now. But you know, at the end of the day, it's all good. We're still young. <laughs> you know, I still that's took something from it, but I would say that that that's what comes to mind. That was a little bit tricky. That's also probably so though, bro, because you value time True. more now than you did back then. Yeah. Which, I mean, we all can be fought at that at times. No if and buts about it. Yeah. Um, yep. I want to say for me, bro. When I came back from college, it was a huge wake up call because I'm like, damn, I didn't spend four years from getting a degree and I can't make shit. <laughs> like, I'm going to be broke. I'm like, I have to pray I get a, a job that's going to pay me 40, 50 at bare minimum. So, once inspections came into play, that's when I was working for the schools. 
I loved my job. It was the hours and the pay that was shit. That's why the kids love me to this day and vice versa. That's why the staff, we were all cool because I loved my job. Yeah, yeah. All the other shit that come with it, yeah. you can keep it. Yeah. And the benefits were good too. So I guess the benefits and the beauty about being able to pour into you for them to connect with sure. me and vice versa. Sure. Those two things. Everything else, it was terrible, bro. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. the last few months, man, I just felt every day, I think I did not clock in until maybe one or two minutes. Yeah. And honestly, I may have clocked in because you clocked in over the radio. Sometimes I clocked in. I wasn't even at the building. Yet. I was five <laughs> minutes late. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So at that point, I'm just like, man, this shit is crazy. So when COVID happened for, for me, bro, that's when I started doing the main. Well, I, don't, I don't know if you remember that when I was actually being the maintenance man for a minute around the corner from the apartment complex. So I was a maintenance man for like two months. Okay. So I sold them this dream for the for like the first three times they paid me. I sold them a dream <laughs> that I was because I'm like, man, I'm a licensed home inspector. I'm like. <laughs> What the hell do you need me to fix? Right, In right, reality, right. I'm not a fucking handyman. I'm a home inspector. I don't fix what's wrong. I tell you what's wrong and say, hey, this is who you need to call. This is what's going on. So at first, bro, they were paying me $1,200 every two weeks. Oh, really? Wow. So my first three checks... I was making twelve hundred to six hundred dollars, right? Plus getting a you know a, a paycheck from GRPS or whatever. But, um, bro, I was only working Mondays and Wednesdays. Wow, damn. <laughs> okay. <laughs> As a maintenance man, because yeah. I'm like, because they was asking me, I'm like, well, I usually make this much with this, because I'm like, because. Technically, that's two inspections. Right, right, right. $600 a week. I'm like, I made 300 in inspections. So I'm like, you know. That's but, true. you know, and then then they put me on a two-week payroll. And then, or they were trying to put me on a two-week payroll. But then they said they only pay 18 or 19. But then at that time, um, the market had opened back up for, for real estate. Remember, it had shut down for a minute. You couldn't really right. show houses right. or do anything. Right. Right. And then right. even right. when it opened, it was, like, very weird. So May 7th happened. Because I think at the at a time, sellers and the the buyers and the inspectors couldn't even be in the house together. It was so weird. It was like, so, like, literally, you had to show up at the end of the inspection. I walk outside, show you photos, tell you what's going on. You literally could not come into the house um, with somebody. So it was super weird. I think it only could be like three to the house. So it had to be, you know, the the spouse, you know, and then the realtor. So that was super weird. But when that happened, I think that's kind of when the blessings kind of came onto a part. And the reason I think that's the case, because the years I spent at GRPS or working at the Juve and all of that, it was taking so much time. It was taking so much energy out of me, bro. So much. And I'm yeah. like, when I worked with some, I'm like, you've been doing this shit for 30 years? <laughs> Third, bro, when I seen some people who were my teachers, my security officers at school, and couldn't fucking retire. Yeah. Yeah. 
and I'm 24, 23. I'm like, nah, fuck <laughs> that. Yeah. I called Mike. I said, bro, please send, resend me that home inspection link you were telling me about. <laughs> um, I, I want to go back, bro, earlier to what you said about men. And I think it is universal amongst yeah. men. I think women are a little bit different yeah. because women usually... If they have something in their mind, they're going to tell you. Like, I won't say women are necessarily super opinionated, which I guess they, I guess you could have called it that. But if they have something on their mind, they're going to share it. Right. Compared to a man, we're like, ah, we're not going to give it that much energy. That's true. I've been going back and forth in my head about that, and I've been having to teach myself. And like you said, I, th- I think it's, it can be a, a, a good thing or it can be a bad thing. But I yeah. think the good thing about that, you were able to control, be like, you know what? Okay, I know this, but if I'm gonna get that shit energy, exactly. That, I think that's come with, with with wisdom. Yeah, wisdom and grace. I'm like, ah, and that is that really that big for me to address it? Right. Ninety percent of this shit isn't, and so much that I'm gonna drag other people into it. You know, because that's the thing when you when you when you vent, it's like you're bringing other people, or at least maybe not. Some people, some people uh, don't take that energy on, but I feel like to me. If I'm around somebody and let's say all they do is vent or they vent every day, they vent all the time. Mm-hmm. After a while, I'm like, you dragging that energy down to the whole, you know what I mean? Like, I can't, I can only hear so much of that before you starting to get me riled up. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Not at you, but like, I, it's just the emotion is mm-hmm. too much. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So knowing that, that I can feel that way, I think, well, other people must feel that way too. So I got to really be, something's got to really be mm-hmm. bothering me for me mm-hmm. to really be vocal about it and just to vent because... I also feel like venting, you know, and this is where maybe men and women are different. I think when women vent, they it it helps. You know what I mean? It helps them. It don't help me at all. If I'm gonna vent about something, I'm at that point where I'm I'm venting about it because I'm done with it. You know what I mean? <laughs> like what? Usually, once I've let loose on something, yeah. that's a sign. I'm o- I'm done. I'm over yeah. it. And this is like. Now that I've let the cat out of the bag, it's not the going cats, back in. The shit is out of the bag. You know what man. I'm saying? It's yeah. not going back in there, you know? So, it's, and that's just, that's, I, th- I do think men are just kind of like that to some degree. Obviously, with respect to some are, some are at varying degrees or are not like that huh? at all. But I think generally speaking, and I also just think it's like, it is, it is just, I don't know. I feel like it's, it's our responsibility as men to, to bear a burden you know what i mean to have just to to have to take some of that burden on you know what i mean women take plenty of their own burden obviously birth and children and shit and raising Mm -hmm. children so you know at the end of the day i think that's just kind of men's responsibilities to bear some of that you know never to a point though where like you're gonna lose your mind you know what i mean at a certain point you gotta know when to just you know, Stand be vulnerable, let something. that up. You know yeah. what I mean? You don't want to get like that. But I think sometimes, like, you know, if you're just somebody who, if you're a man who's just always, you know, venting and letting shit loose, it's weakness. It's Typically, weakness. you're a bitch. And yeah, the man that's bitching, like, oh, he's over <laughs> He's bitching all the time. Frank yeah. at work, he bitching yeah, no, all the time. Yeah, who wants to be around Frank? You know what I mean? Nobody, bro. Nobody. Damn, he bitching Nobody. all the time. We all got, and that's the thing. Like, all men got problems. We all got problems. I don't want to hear about it. Like, unless you need my help. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> if you need, <laughs> for real, like, if you need me, I'm there for you. But if you just bitching just a bitch, man, I got, dude, let me tell you, I got plenty of stories. Yeah. <laughs> don't even give me started 
That's that's it is. It's just a difference, man. It's just a difference, and it's all good, man. I'll, I'll definitely I'll definitely put less weight on a woman venting than I will a man. <laughs> agree, agree, agree. <laughs> and I mean that with all love huh? and respect. That is not huh? a condescending statement. <laughs> I don't mean it with agree. anything but love. <laughs> I think that comes with balance, though, because yeah. too much venting, whether if it's a man or a woman's perspective. That does come off as bad energy. This is true. This because true. you're like, damn, every time we go somewhere, you find in yeah. something wrong or this and that. I'm like, okay. Right. right <laughs> it's not right. that big, right? Right, right. And I think that comes with like I wanted the people just because I see or notice something don't mean I'm gonna fucking say something about it. I'm like, okay. Right. That like right. we're all aware of what we just saw. Do I have to fucking speak on what we just saw? <laughs> I Let's move not. on, you know, because some <laughs> things are just like, oh, damn, that was that was crazy or stupid right. or, or pointless at that point. But <laughs> I think I think that's the dip, and I think that's the the curse and the good thing about a man and woman. Like, but it, it all comes with with balance because too much of it will leave you alone because nobody's going to want to interact or engage with you. Right. Right. None right. of it is going right. to put you in a dark place and fuck you up mentally. Right. And those aren't good thoughts. You have to have a balance. Like you said, you have to be like, okay, yeah, this this really bothered me. Right. You know, like right. I have to speak on this. This, I, I, I didn't really give a fuck about yeah, that. Yeah, right, you know? right. Yeah, you can kind of tell if you're going to hold something. You know what yeah. I mean? If you're going to hold something, then you're going to have some resentment about it. It's probably, probably you should say something. You know what I mean? But if it's just like petty you're not really gonna remember it in you know three hours like probably just just put that away <laughs> just Agreed. compartmentalize that put that somewhere else you know? <laughs> and i think those are moments that at least for me i'm able to teach myself how to teach yeah because once again as men sometimes when those points come we feel like we have to yell it has to be right. some form of dominance it's like if you already know you're dominant in this situation, why do you have to show that? How That's can you sure. express yourself through a way that everybody can understand it and not necessarily feel your dominance, but feel the impact of your words? Yeah. 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 That's, that's the point because anybody can yell. Right. Everybody can't tell you about yourself or, you know, learn getting a lesson out the situation the right way. You know what I'm saying? That's the good thing about you got good coaches in the league. You got bad coaches. You got some fuckers that can really encourage you. Like, damn, I can't believe he said that. Yeah. Then you got some motherfucker. Man, I seen his ass at the bar last week. I ain't <laughs> listening to this a damn fool. You know what I'm saying? So you got people you take serious and not serious, man. But I, I right. definitely think that's the that's the difference. And I also think that's the reason why our businesses have been thriving. Going back to last episode, talking about bullshitters. <laughs> People actually are satisfied with I work. And That's I can true. say that, especially now since COVID, the quality of fucking customer service is down everywhere you fucking go. Like, oh you're blessed. Oh if you God. get good, if you go out to eat anywhere in the world, you are blessed to get c good customer service. So when they receive things like that, especially from small companies, people who actually got their shit laid out together and can take care of you professionally. Yeah. People beyond appreciate that because they know it's beyond rare in this, in this day and age. You're so. not wrong. You are not wrong about that. That is, uh -huh. that is a weird outcome of that whole situation. Like you are not wrong. 
it is crazy how many places I go where I'm like, <laughs> I know, you know what I mean? Like, I don't, it's at first I was like, is it just me? Am I being a Scrooge? You know what I mean? Mm. <laughs> like, no, man, you go to any like retail food, anything. It's like, it's because everybody left and I don't know where they went. That's the thing. I hope they got better jobs. I don't have a fucking clue in the world. I have no idea where everybody who used to work at places went. I don't know. But all I know is what at I mean, maybe they left or, or a lot were of laid off or whatever. And maybe they weren't able to get them jobs back because what it seems like happened is every seventeen and eighteen year old under the sun now has those jobs and is ungrateful to have them. Yeah, bro. They are not like it is it is they do not recognize the fact <laughs> that it is a privilege to even have that job. And you know what I mean? I'm like when I was eighteen and I worked at Perkins or whatever like I wasn't necessarily happy to get up and go there in the morning but I didn't let anybody just again back to that I didn't let anybody know that you know what I mean I put that face on I wore the hat every day and I didn't let everybody know that I hated being there you know what I'm saying like like yeah that does that wasn't the life that I wanted for myself but at 18 I was happy to have whatever I could get or 16 honestly I think I started working super early so it's like I did because I was grateful. You know, I wanted to make my own money. I wanted to have my own money to spend. These kids, it's like, they act like somebody made them do it. You know what I mean? (laughs) These kids act like somebody forced them to be in that restaurant and work without pay or something. That's the way they act. And they get paid probably double. Probably more than we ever did. When when I first started working, my first job at Checkers, I was only making $7.25. Yep. And I remember my cousins, when they used to work at Meijer, now, they was only making five dollars an hour. Yep. Can you imagine? Yeah. You know, now I know things have making changed. Making that shit now. Things more expensive now. You would no. not. No. You would literally work to 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 be broke to be beyond broke. Right. Right. Um, right. So, yeah. I know inflation and everything. I'll, I'll grant that, but I but I only to a certain degree because when I was making seven twenty five, gas was still three dollars a fucking gallon. You know what I'm saying? That's so true. I'm like shit. I can work two hours and get barely two gallons of gas. You know what I mean? So, but I was happy to work. I was happy to have my freedom. I was happy to have my money. These kids act like they got no choice in the matter. Like they went in there. Nobody's paying them. They act like it's community service that they didn't ask for. (laughs) I mean, it's crazy. They're making like seven, bro. Some of these kids are making 17, 20 an hour. Anywhere between 15, 20 would be my guess. Nobody really seems to pay less than 15 anymore. You know what I mean? And honestly, and and a lot of them are like, oh, 15 is not enough. And to some degree, again, I understand what you're saying, but you got to understand Gas is still three dollars a fucking gallon. gallon, and you making fifteen. I was making seven. 15. You making twice <laughs> as much as I was making at that age. Oh. Shut up! Oh. <laughs> like, you making twice as much. And technically, if you're making fifteen an hour, if you were to put as m- hours as possible, you're making thirty thousand a year. Right. Fifteen dollars, <laughs> and if you're making twenty at eighteen, you're making fucking forty thousand. I'm saying. I I graduated college wishing I walked into a forty thousand, fifty thousand dollar job. You know, you're not lying. I, honestly, bro, 
I'm 31 years old. I'm going to be 32 this year. Most of my working life, I've made 30000 or less, honestly. Yes, sir. You know, I've spent a long time getting to where I'm at yes, right sir. now. I've bounced around a lot of shit. It's, it was very rare up until two, three years ago. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. For people to be on average making 15 to $20 yeah. an hour. And there's obviously differences in... We're in Michigan, and Michigan... 15 to $20 an hour is probably a hell of a lot better than it would be in many other states. Not all, but many yep. other states. And we, we're probably at least in the median, if not lower. I mean, our cost of living is pretty reasonable in Michigan. Correct. But nonetheless... Houses are going up. Like right, a, right, a, right. But other than that, everything I is mean, pretty standard. shit, I, you know, and I'm like, bro, it's to the point now where, seriously, up until probably... I mean, I just did my taxes. We were just talking about tax earlier. I just did my taxes. Last year was, um, you know, after, last year was probably one of my highest, you know, even especially after all the write-offs and everything, sure. was still one of the highest. It wasn't that much. Um, I'm making as much so far in the past six months and will be this year. I'm making as much as probably three or four years of my previous work sure. combined. You know what I'm saying? Sure. If, if this, if I continued this for three years, I would make more money in that three years than I've made in my entire life. So that's far. You crazy, know what I mean? Bro. And like, that's it's huge, just bro. crazy to me that these, that like, I, like I get it. You know what I mean? I wouldn't be able to necessarily do that nope. hot on 15 hour. You nope. know? Don't get me wrong. Nope. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Agree, but when you're 18, the expectation is not that high. You yep. gotta, you gotta build some damn, uh, you gotta get some damn skills. You know what I'm yep. saying? <laughs> <Sincerely>. <laughs> like, dude, these people are just not going in that direction, yep. bro. They're not going in that direction. It's crazy. Sometimes I get anxious just to even go out or to go, like to go out to eat yep. or to go to retail these days. Cause I'm like, it's probably going to be a bad experience. That's <laughs> The food might be okay, but somebody's going to be an asshole. You know and the I mean? food sometimes is hit or a miss because <laughs> some restaurants lacks on chefs. Yeah, so either yeah. the food is, is not the best or the shit comes out way later than it's supposed to. Yep. Um, like weird, I said, if you man. go out now, you are blessed to have good service. It's not necessarily expected. It's weird, right now in this world. It's weird. And I just don't understand what happened because it just still seems like today everything being understaffed. Like, I remember, um, I can't remember exactly. It must have been, I don't think it was last year. Everything's been such a blur, man. I don't have any fucking idea. But I remember over the last year or two, um, me and, you know, uh, I, I think I probably told you, me and John um, and a guy that works for him, Steven, we did a couple, a couple days at least where we were trying this thing. John got into this thing where we were building these pools. I think I yeah, remember yeah, telling you about that. that. Yeah. yeah. It was funny as hell. We had a pretty good, we had a pretty good time doing it, but we only did it for a little while. I think, I don't remember what ended up happening, but like, I think, um, I think, I, I don't know. They, we did a bunch of them and then like they, they ended up like changing their pricing. I don't know. Something happened to where we just figured I just wasn't going to be quite worth it, but it, we had a good time doing it. And I remember one thing that stood out to me while we were doing that was, um, you know, part of the process was that, so we would dig, we would flatten the ground out. Was, these were interesting. They were basically like hybrid pools. They were like in ground, but above ground. It was strange. They were kind of like in, in the middle. They weren't concrete, but they weren't 
kiddie pools. You know what I'm saying? They weren't inflatables and shit. Like they were decent, but they weren't concrete. So, but they were still, instead of the pool being concrete, we would basically, we would uh, dig it out. Uh, I mean, it was, they had a, what's, what's the thing called? One of them, not a, um, a bulldozer, but like a small, you know, a small uh, thing to come out, dig it, get it all excavated or whatever flatten it out, um, build the frame. We would kind of build the frame with these pieces they would provide depending on the pool and everything. And that was, that was a little bit of tough work. But then once you would build the frame, they had to have concrete come in and actually just surround the frame basically. So yes, they sir. would just kind of pour around the frame and that yes, would sir. really stabilize it. And then they would backfill all the stuff that we dug out. Basically they backfill over that. So you couldn't really see it, but under that was like a layer of concrete that kind of held it in and yes, everything. Sir. And what was crazy was one time when we were waiting for the concrete guy to come, he came and it was, it was super delayed. Like they were just super late. They were running late. You know, it was all good. When he came, we found out why it's because he said they had, I don't remember exactly what he said, but it was something like they had five trucks available, like five concrete trucks or something for this company and only two people driving them. And now concrete people make good money. Yes, they sir. make good money. And this was, it, it might have even been last year, uh, last summer. Uh, if not, it was the one before. I mean, this was like most of the paychecks ended. You know what I mean? This wasn't 2020. Like, it wasn't mid-COVID. It was like after the point where, like, I'm starting to wonder, how are people getting paid? Because, like, the federal checks ended. The state checks, the state, uh, uh, what was it, um, unemployment, that was done. It was Correct. long gone. But I heard that after, uh, even after that stuff ended, there were still programs in place for even just certain counties where like say Kent County, for instance, our County would pay rent for no particular reason. Just, yeah. just because just like, because you were like COVID, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> so I think people up until possibly like the end of 21 were just finding different ways to get paid and not work. Right. You know what I mean? And it was just crazy because long after even the normal, you know, where the supermarkets were messed up and the restaurants and people were not allowed to work and all that, this was well past that. This was to the point where for some reason, people, even with seemingly high paying jobs, are choosing not to work. work. What is going on? You know it's crazy and most of us like me and you regular people are dying to work like yeah. <laughs> like wondering where the business went yeah. you know we're looking for everything dying for work man trying to actually that was past the point of my mistake of you know sitting on my ass for too long yes, and now i'm like i'm ready to work i'm ready huh? to put this time in huh? you know what i mean we're ready man we were you we were ready for inspections to pick up after all that bullshit yes, and and really it kind of did you know because there was all that uh, that tension from people not being yep. able to buy and everything yep. like that. So it was just a weird time, man. It was so weird. And it's so strange that we still feel the effects of that from yep. like for all those. Yeah, like going out to just almost any restaurant. It just seems like it seems like the average employee age is 19. Honestly, I would agree with that. I feel old. Like going, I, I <laughs> you know, I know I, I am getting older, but like, I'm not that old. And like, no. I feel like going into any service area, whoever I'm dealing with is younger than me, you know, which is where there's usually plenty of 30, 40 year olds peppered into retail and, you know, waiting no. tables and cooking no. and everything. I don't see any of them people anymore. No. <laughs> I don't know you'll see them at Mr. Burger. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know right. if you go you're to right Mr. Burger, that. you'll still see like some right older. Other you're than right that, bro, that. 
I love Mr. Burger. I fuck with Mr. Burger the long way. I love Mr. Burger. Yeah, there is one right by you, isn't there? On uh, uh, where you are now, anyways, right on uh, 28th Street area. Yup, it would uh, be. Yup. Um, and then right now, sometimes I stop up by the one on the route to the office that's over there off the, in the playing field. Oh, right over here? Yeah, By the yeah. score. Yeah, and yeah. Then, that's um, one I always went to. The one yeah. on 44th, too. That's around the corner from my like my Uncle Rick and that Sharon house. Yeah, yeah, I go yeah. there from time to time. But Which that, actually, that Mr. Burger right there over uh, the playing field one, that was the only one that I, I say used to because I think they aren't anymore for some reason used to be open on Sunday because all the other ones never were, but that one was always open on Sunday. I don't think they are anymore, which has been another weird-ass ramification of COVID. Uh, That was one that things are just closed on days they used to be open, and then No more 24 hours. No more 24 hours. Everything closed. I mean, restaurants used to stay open until 2, 3. Right. Everything closed at 12. Uh, Meyer, Walmart, none of that shit. the IHOP... um, down on uh, Northland here too, same same street as Mr. Burger, just further down. I okay. think that might still be a twenty four hour, but okay. I could probably count on one hand the amount of things in a fifty mile radius here that are still open twenty four seven. I just don't understand it. I just don't believe that it was. I, I think what happened is they used it as an opportunity because they weren't profitable at those times. Oh. You know what I mean? They were just probably losing money most likely at those times. Cause this isn't an area where it's not Reno, you know, like there's, right. you know, I hop isn't popping at two in the morning, oh. but it's nice for people that wanted to go. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Usually when you, like, up. <laughs> you know, and now it's just gone. Even fast food though. Cause so now, you know, back then you went out, Stay out until two or three. You can right. grab some fast food on the way home. Yep, yep. Not no more. You no. better have something to eat at home waiting for your ass. <laughs> or just get there you before know? midnight. Because you know? the, the bar, I mean, yeah. they may even be open until 12. The kitchen may close at 10 or 11. Right. You yeah, know I what I mean? That, that type of deal to where. I that too. I th- Villa may be the only piece of place I know that stay open until one or two. Wow. that's, that's Everybody that's, else probably closed at a shit some places close at 10 bro yeah some places will close at 10 and everything like that so um i guess through all of that what as we kind of you know get towards the end of the show what would you say what's your biggest piece what's your biggest piece of advice to give to somebody right now in regards to what you learned from that what would you what would be your biggest piece of advice to give to an entrepreneur or somebody that's looking to hope to you know to really aspire in regards to what we're doing um in regards to being our own boss fulfilling our purposes doing what we necessarily need and want to do in this in this world so yeah i was just talking to somebody about this the other day i was just talking to a group of people about the other day like you know, people take different philosophies, especially when it comes to being like self-employed on, you know, what, how you should balance your life and how you should balance your time. I kind of lean towards, you know, I mean, I'm 30. If you're anything less than 30, if you're 30 to 35, you know, you're mid 30. I don't know. You know, I would say my thing is, first of all, don't waste time make as I would say make as many sacrifices as you possibly can without being miserable. And I mean that like up until the line to where, you know, if you're, if you're truly not happy to get up every morning, 
dial it back. You know, it's too much. If you're making yourself miserable, it's too much. Sure. But right now, I mean, like you said, it was, it was, that was pretty funny. I'm like, <laughs> I really do. I mean, I'm right now, there's a lot of things I want to do, man. I want to get my fitness as good as it's ever been. I want to get my business as good as it's ever been and just keep moving that up. I want to buy a house. There's a lot of shit I want to do. So, right. you know, it's either, and and it's going to take time, no matter what. There's no rushing it, you know, short of winning the lottery. I got to put in the work, you know what That's I mean? Right. And so right now, I'm like, I'm up at 6 in the morning. I'm going to the gym. Uh, I'm into work by 8. I'm working till 5 most days, you know, with a little break, with an hour break at most in between if I choose to take it. Sometimes I'll skip it because I want to get more shit done later. So huh? after work, I'm working on whatever needs to be done that day for a couple hours for the side business. Um, so I'm usually not done till 6 or 7. Might go home, get something to eat. If I'm lucky, I might have an hour a day to do something I want to do, you know, during the week at least, to do something I want to do, whether that's play a game, sit down and watch a show, something like that. But for me, that's, I, don't, I just don't need much more than that. I might want much more than that, but I don't need much more than that. What I need is to grow my business, get a goddamn house. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's the shit I need because to get my fitness in check, to get my health in check, just to make sure that all this money we're going to make we can stay around to enjoy right. it. You know what I mean? Right. Especially now while we're feeling it, like now's the time to do it. So, you know, I would say make as many damn sacrifices as you can. It, it sometimes it sucks because there's always shit coming. Like there's always an opportunity to, 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 to do some dumb shit, you know, to go. I, I shouldn't say that <laughs> there's always opportunities to go and, you know, enjoy yourself. And it's not that you shouldn't, but like, there's a lot of opportunities, man. There's always invites on the table. And if you can't say, if you can't limit yourself to how much of that you do, you know what I mean? If you, if you sit there and say, well, I got to at least enjoy, I got to take one day a week off or something like you can do that, yep. but you do that for every week of the year. That's 52 weeks in a year. That's 52 days you took off. That's over a goddamn month. That's almost two months. Sure. that you didn't do anything you know what i mean and like two months a year you do that for five six years you've done wasted a whole year sure. wasted a whole year sure. you know what i mean and everybody's tolerance is different you know like i said i don't you know nobody should ever push themselves to a point where they're just miserable doing what they're doing because there's no point but i think most people's tolerance for how much they can handle is a lot higher than they give themselves credit for right. but people talk themselves into like a corner of like well i gotta have this i gotta do this or i'm gonna be in like when you really think about what you want and you really think about what you're after and what it's going to take to get there you might want to make some sacrifices. That's you right. might want to say no sometimes when people are telling you to go out yeah. or when people are trying to get you to do something that's just... And a lot of times it doesn't even feel right when you got goals, you know what I mean? And sometimes people peer pressure you into like, oh, and people tell you like, yeah. oh, you're working too hard. You got to enjoy yourself. I got a group of friends like that. Like I'll be working at eight or nine o'clock and they're like, what are you doing? I'm like, you cannot. That's fine. Don't. But you're gonna stay making the same thing you're making every year, and that's just not what I'm. That's not what I'm about right now. I'm trying to go up, not flat. You know what I mean? And so, 
whatever. I don't feel bad. You know, if I felt miserable about it, I wouldn't do it. But I'm not going to let anybody else make me feel miserable sure. about it. You know what I mean? <laughs> I feel like sometimes people project that because they even know that they could be doing more. Because they say some shit like that. Oh, you still working at eight or nine? goddamn right I am. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm uh, trying to grow something yeah. here uh, I'm not doing a hard cut at 5 o'clock uh, like this is, there's a lot more time in the day uh, than that man if I do two more hours a day than you every week I got a whole extra day in there right uh, if I spend two hours a day five days a week that's ten hours a week that's a whole damn work day you, got. Uh, you know what I mean if you waste that away nah that's the thing man. and if you start adding up time like that and really thinking about and that's why I got rid of social media. That's why I don't mess around with shit like TikTok because 30 minutes or an hour a day, you let that go by, you do that every day, right. that's seven hours a week. That's a whole damn work day. Right. You could have done something. Even if it was just a even if it's just a side hustle or a dream or a right. hobby or something. You know what I mean? I just can't stand wasting that time instead of just moving towards something. You know what I mean? So don't make that mistake. Don't get comfortable. Don't waste time if you don't have to. To take your relaxation time when you yep. need it, but don't waste time when you Agreed. don't need to. You know, that's what I would say. Agreed. I think um I think you hit it on her nose, bro, with the sacrifice. That's you have to sacrifice to get to the next level. Um I think my biggest thing after the four going on five years now is balance. Um, yeah. I mean, we could say a lot of things, but I think balance is most important. So knowing what you say, understanding that when you do take those sacrifices, that it is because you got some people that go, 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 and don't know right. when like, okay, I gotta, you have to have a balance to where you're not doing more than the other is literally is, 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 is healthy. And I think to have a balance, to be healthy, you have to have a balance. Um, so being able to being able, and I think to, to be balanced, you have to really know yourself. For you be, sure. you got to be like, okay, I'm not good at this. I know like me personally, I'm not good at multitasking. I can't do three, four or five things at fucking once. <laughs> my mind go crazy. Yeah. So since I know that, I try to balance out my schedule to where I'm not doing three, four, five things. I can take, okay, this, this, and that. Um, but you have to really know yourself. But um, balances take time. That Balances take sacrifices because you have to be willing to say, you have to be willing to know when to say yes and when to say no. Yep. Um, but once again, that all comes with balance. Um, balance takes, you have to be aware of your situation. Is this the time I can take a break? Have I really worked this hard <laughs> to take break. a break? Yeah. Did I really earn this? Yeah. Yeah. Or like, damn man, be you, you've been at it, man. Just sit your ass down for a minute. You know what I'm saying? Like you have to give yourself those real talks. Yeah. Um, you have to be truthful to have balance. You have to be very honest with yourself, but, um, I think balance is, Balance is the key when you're an entrepreneur. That's yeah. the key. That's the answer. And when you're able to balance, you be like, man, I, didn't, I this is the reason I do it. That's Because true. I'm like, I can go grind my ass off, get everything I need and want, and then at the same time have this time to spend it and do it with who I need and want to in this world. So... Um, I think that's the beauty about under the world podcast, man. That's um, true. and everything like that is 
the sacrifices, the balance that become, you know, behind it and becoming true entrepreneurs and everything and, and uh, making everything work, man. So I think that was um two two key factors right there, man. No ifs and buts about it. No doubt, no doubt. Yeah, and you gotta know, um, like you said, you gotta know, you gotta know what you're kind of like, where you're most effective. Like if you're if you honestly can't do that much in eight if you can do as much in six hours as you can do in eight you know meaning that like if you try to force yourself to do something for that extra time and it's just not effective don't do that either you know what i mean that's one thing i kind of learned over the years i'm very effective in five or six hours at one thing it's best if i move on after that because if i'm trying to force that extra you know little bit it's not I just get a lot less return out of it. You know what I mean? And that's something you kind of learn over time. It's like, how much am I really going to get out of four or five hours, six hours? Like sometimes eight hours, a lot of times too much. You know what I mean? (laughs) You know, but I'm able to do, I'm able to keep going all day because I'm working at different things. I can spend a couple hours on getting my, my fitness right. Switch over to getting you know get my work done switch over to running the business for a couple hours switch over to home life you know what i mean i got plenty of switches through the day but but that's balance for me you know what i mean that's the balance so it is i would agree all about balance and it's storming like a son of a bitch outside all of a sudden you seeing that oh yeah it's crazy right now man this has been a weird time in Michigan. It's been like it's been like eighty and thirty all within the span of like a week. Shit, Bro, man. today it was like forty degrees this morning. It's like eighty and humid right now. <laughs> this is the weirdest shit yeah, ever. We're definitely gonna get a good storm. Yeah, sure, man. We might be stuck here for uh. a minute. <laughs> But oh man, that's some good free game, man. Um, to all of our viewers out there, we appreciate y'all. So yeah, um, that is under the rug podcast, man. Season two, episode three. Episode three. That's a wrap.